This is JFM Podcast. Critical issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 till death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the temerity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon Lad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fadan and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful um, Wednesday evening, 16th of August, 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening, Gilbert. How's the day? How's it going? Good evening, Ponsak. Um, we have to be thankful. We have to be thankful for life. Woke up really with the devastating news today. Uh, oh. Lost, lost someone. I mean... It was more easy to digest that information as soon as it broke. A classmate of mine back in school. Oh. Ta- Tawa, oh, sorry. Childbirth. Oh. Um, I mean, it was unbelievable. And I, I know for sure that all of the people who sat under the same roof, you know, in high class, back in the university, would feel just the same way I'm feeling. And it's coming as, as a real shock to all of us. I mean, very industrious lady, young lady, you know, got married recently. And expecting her first child, even though the child survived, but she could not make it, unfortunately. You know, I, I, just, I just don't know what to say for time, but life can be so short and yeah. tough at the same time. Yeah, well, I'd send my deepest condolences. And uh, those who are mourning the death of uh, the late Anita, I pray that. Uh, God repose our soul and grant the grieving uh, comfort. This is very, very tough. I, I, I'm not going to say that I understand how you're feeling because, I mean, people have uh, the privilege of grie- uh, grieving di- uh, differently. Sure. Yeah, well, uh, what stories have you been following? Yeah, the Niger situation is still, is still well and alive. Um, the junta, you know, you remember the Islamic clerics that visited them um, 
tried to understand exactly their own side of the issues and they told them that look we're in giving a fair hearing if anything like that and um there was some of the sanctions imposed upon us are just not fair um, i mean they said the sanctions weren't fair enough because at least people should have been able to listen to them especially ECOWAS that came up with some of those initiatives to among other things cut short the supply of energy to nigeria public nigeria. yeah and despite the appeal by um you know the Islamic clerics and of course the Northern Elders Forum, uh, origin President Bolat Nubu to just you know relax some of those sanctions. Um, the president came out and said, "Look, we aren't relaxing anything, even though there's still a room for dialogue, more dialogue." So you ask a question: If these people are coming to the table with um, some form of uh, truth to say, and then the president, who is the head of ECOWAS, isn't entertaining or willing to entertain some of their demands for negotiations, um, you just begin to ask certain questions: What exactly, like I said earlier, the motives of ECOWAS is, and the motive of particularly our president, you know, for having to insist on this issue. We were too quick. We said here, you and I, that ECOWAS was too quick to use the sledgehammer mm-hmm. on, in this context now, Nigeria Republic, which is the ant, as tiny as an ant, for example, if you want to present it that way. So I think it's important for people to just know that dialogue in the end is always the sure bet, the sure way to resolve differences, to resolve issues and issues such as this that we're having with Nigeria Republic. Yeah, well, uh, the situation in Nigeria is really deteriorating because, uh, but, I, you know, like you rightly said, I do think that uh, the ECOWAS is using, you know, extreme force, you know, in this uh, matter. I, I don't know what, why what are the reasons, you know, that they've considered, you know, to use that force? Because if you cut power supply, how about, you know, the people? You are impoverishing, the, you know, the mm-hmm. people. I know that uh, the Nigeria shares border with Nigeria, you know, sure. in the northwest. So if people, you know, are suffering there, they will definitely find a way out. They either move to Nigeria or go to Church Republic uh, because they don't have anywhere to go. Uh, human beings, you know, movement is our adaptability as human beings. Is when we move that, you know, we find places that we adapt, you know, and, 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 and life goes on. But uh, the sanction, heavy sanction, you know, from Mercos, I, I don't... Subscribe uh, to it at yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. All. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the small guys, you know, will be suffering. And, of course, they've said that uh, they are willing to talk. I mean, the Junta Nigeria Republic, they are willing to uh, talk. So I think that Equals, you know, should sit down to hear them. But and in the news, the head of uh, the service chiefs mm-hmm. or military chiefs, yeah, you know, will be meeting, meeting in Ghana, Accra, true, you know, true. Uh, Accra, Ghana. I don't know for what reason. I mean, I just, how I want this diplomacy to be is that the diplomacy, you know, should continue. But this military action, you know, this whole issue of, you know, military chiefs meeting, you know, uh, to deliberate, I think that if the Equals, you know, should exhaust diploma, uh, diplomacy before, you know, uh, because these people will move. True. And if they are going True. to move, the next home for them is it's Nigeria. Nigeria. True. 
You can't take that away. I mean, it's land border. Yeah, it's And it's so close. It's so close that we can't even categorize our boundaries. Yeah. So it's um, one of the things you said really quickly reminded me about, you know, um, some of the misdirected energy being deployed by ECOWAS in this context. Because you remember previously when they first spoke about the use of force, Mm. you know, they said, look, we aren't going all out for Niger Republic. We are going out for the coupist. Now, if that is what um, you know your intent is, why in the first place did you cut short power supply? Mm. If you were getting at the military guys, why would you allow the innocent civilians to suffer? To even you know. Uh, complain about this and in the end you're just generating what we call bad blood in nigeria you know um, for yourself among the civilian populace in Niger Republic. So they have to really think about some of the steps they are taking. And I think that they are so angry and they are going all out angrily. And perhaps unjustifiably so. If you are angry, there should be a reason. And if your reasons are clear-cut, then direct them to the appropriate quarters and not just allow people who know nothing about power tussle and power struggle to suffer for what they don't know anything about. Yeah, well, uh, let's talk about the picture that, you know, surfaced on the internet uh, from Former governor of River State, yeah, Wiki, meeting uh, the new chairman of the All Progressives Congress, uh, that is Andalai Genduje. Even former governor Lalong met him uh, in his office in Abuja. True. Uh, well, I, I, I do not know, but of course, there are speculations arrived that Wiki may join ship. He may join, you know, the All Progressives Congress. Of course, we know the role that he uh, played. You know, uh, Rivers hasn't. I mean, no other political party aside the PDP has won uh, Rivers State. But uh, we kept on the tide, you know, last <laughs> election, and we saw uh, uh, the APC winning, you know, that state, and that's what gave you know Ashiwaju an edge over all the candidates. But yeah, if if I knew you were going to say this, you know, perhaps I would not have posed the question I did on on X. <laughs> It was called Twitter. What was called Twitter previously? Months, yes. Um, I said, can Governor Wiki tell us exactly, you know, where his political party or which political party he belongs to? And this was just about yesterday, you know. I was wondering when the images were all over and you could see he had an entourage. And, I mean, there are certain speculations that they are unconfirmed right now. So I can't even say them that took place yesterday. So, just be bold enough, I mean, to say that, look, this is where my allegiance lies henceforth. And if he's living, I was having a crazy thought about where his deputy governor would uh, would call her new home, per se, because if he's going to the APC, it means that he's taking his loyalist to the APC. And the fact, again, that, you know, his successor belongs to the PDP. He won election under the platform of the People's Democratic Party with... Do you think, Gilbert, that he's going to, if he moves, you know, to the APC, mm-hmm. do you think he's going to be vulnerable in River State? Because you have the likes of Magnus Abbey, you have mm-hmm. the likes of Rotimi Amechi, uh, you have big wigs, yeah. you know, in the APC, uh, and they were founding members, you know, uh, the nine governors, Amechi was part of, you know, the nine governors. Do you think that he's going to find, because all politics is local. True. So if he moves, you know, to uh, APC, is he going to, you know, find it easy, you know, back home? Because he have big gladiators. I tell you something, Ponsak. The thing is, Wiki is a shrewd negotiator. I think, he, officially, he's perhaps the first Nigerian politician, you know, to have visited Gab- Ganduje, Abdullah Ganduje. 
as chairman of the APC. So it tells you that the man already is saying what certain people are not seeing. And perhaps one of the things they might have discussed behind the microphone or behind the camera mm. was, can I get a soft landing? Eventually, if I you know, jump ship to the APC, how would you treat me? And would I become the leader of the party, perhaps in this stage? So these are issues that definitely you'd expect with this political argument Governor Yosem Muke would bring to the table. But you have to give the man credit. You might not fancy his style of politics if he means if to he get leaves, something. Yeah, if he leaves, uh, Gilbert, yeah. if he leaves uh, the PDP and join uh, the uh, APC, for example, mm-hmm. who will be the leader of PDP in the South-South? Of PDP yeah, right PDP. now? Um, it's going to be a tough ask, and that's what you have just done. You have you have Obaseki, you know, who is in the picture trying to Okoa. consolidate Okoa as well. Yeah, who, who, of course, for the fact that he was vice presidential yeah, candidate, candidate yeah. it will mean automatically. You have the governor, yes, uh, Bielsa State. Bielsa State. Um, do your do your But these guys, how? influential have they been politically in the southwest and who has the mind and the financial strength to be able to finance the party there and it's one thing to you know want to be a leader and it's one thing again to have the charisma to become the leader of a party such as the pdp in the southwest and already we might either like it or not the pdp is losing some states in the south south do you get so this these are indices that one would have to look at who is able to grow the party who is able to make the party win some of the states they lost to the apc previously mm. because of course you know the history of akpabio the current senate president of the pdp stock left the um, the pdp joined the apc and is now even a senate president so you have people of this influence that are knocking hard at the pdp's door saying look we are here to take your yeah. your crown if care is not taken. I mean, what I foresee is that uh, if Wiki, you know, makes it official that he has left the PDP, the PDP is going to lose a strong support base in the South South region. True, because definitely he's going to upset. You know, uh, is going to alter. You know, the arrangement. And the next zone in the country that you know PDP will strong will be the north central state, uh, like Plato, mm-hmm. like Benue is a swing state, ben, yeah. Nasarasa is a swing state, uh, Kwara to you know uh, swing mm-hmm. you know at times. Not uh, Yeah, I think it's probably Plato and maybe Bauchi state. Bauchi, yeah, yeah Bauchi state. Even well, though Bauchi is not central again. Yeah, it's a uh, north uh, mm-hmm. east. Yeah, let's play a this. North insert. east, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's uh, play this insert. Honorable uh, Dacho Musa Bagos. It was a national TV. Take a listen to what he said. When we come back, we have the erudite public intellectual and erudite public affairs commentator mr john keller who is going to help us to understand uh some of the issues that we've uh uh discussed stay here the, the narration that i will all that i want government to look into what are the root causes because the narration that has always gone out is farmers and headers clash that's not always been the wrong narration but looking at the real causes in terms of theory in terms of putting the theory of what represents this local government we have 17 local government on the plateau why is it that the heat is always on on Berkinladi, Riom, uh it was a basa just south and uh, recently mongu six out of 17 so these are the local government that has like high level of mineral resources and agricultural produce in the state. So you're implying that this is not to the 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 crux of this insecurity is not far from economic. It's not far from eco- because economic and political. 
as far as I'm concerned, because at the end of the day, you are chasing these people from these local areas. And when you chase them, if it is a clash, which means at the end of the day, someone, the two parties, should be able to have casualties. But this is a situation where you come, you chase the people entirely, and you occupy. That's an act of genocide. That's an act of land grabbing. So what we we, we, we we still yearn for from the military is that when you have actualized and normalized the areas, you should be able to give us our land back. Our people should be able to go back to their various places. Yeah, well, glad you're still here. Uh, the program is Niger at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Paul Sackfan. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. We have Mr. John Keller. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. Good evening. Always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, well, uh, I, I don't know where to start from, but uh, you've, you were listening, you know, to our <laughs> discussion with uh, Gilbert. I mean, what's your take? Do you... Uh, what will be the aftermath if Wiki makes it official that, guys, I'm not in the PDP. I found a new political home in the APC. How do you think that will alter, you know, the uh, permutation, especially politically in the South-South? Already you have, well, I, I, I don't know, but uh, just... <laughs> well, <clears throat> um, basically at the moment, um, uh, the South-South actually used to be a very stronghold of the PDP. Mm. And um, it also pulled through to the southeast. But with the recent election that was conducted, we discovered that um, there were certain states that the APC was able to get that is um, within the south-south. Mm. So as it is right now, the power of a governor in a state is so strong. Mm. I always tell people, being a governor in a state, you control quite a lot of things. Now, Wiki, while he was holding sway as the governor of River State, he was controlling the affairs of rivers mm -hmm. right from the beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. You know, so he could take certain decisions, whether the decisions are in line with the feelings of the people or not. Those decisions must always sell through, and that is in the Nigerian context of our politics. Because if you juxtapose that with the political views elsewhere, you will see that that is not even the reality. So as it is now. Wiki is out of government. He's a former governor of River State. Mm. You now have Fubara. And one thing I have seen so far in the Nigerian context of politicking is that the new governor, once he is in office as a governor, he will begin to create his own structure. He'll begin to form formations you know, across all the political lines, across all the local governments. Meaning that I wouldn't want my successor to continue dictating the tune for me, mm -hmm. you know, as a governor while in office. Because you know how terrible it could be while you are serving as a governor and you are having people controlling the affairs of the state, you know, be, I mean, outside your office as a governor. So, as he is right now, the governor of River State, the current governor, Fubara, might be playing cool within a certain period. Mm -hmm. Because the interest within the political line, because he also wants to succeed beyond even the first tenure, right? Then, then the, the move now is that he'll begin to form alliance with those who are key players. You know, Rivers is very sensitive. That's if you've seen so yeah. far, so good. Even the silence of um, Amechi, Rotimi Amechi. Rotimi Amechi, the former governor you know, of River State, you will discover that Rotimi Amechi has been so quiet in the, in the political you know, landmark, as the case may be. So he's also, also watching events 
as as time flies by so as the case goes on it depends on the influence of wiki on the current administration of river state on whether he's going to assert his position assertively on certain issues because that is what always spoils relationship if a, if an outgoing governor wants to always be assertive on certain policies or on certain decisions today uh, incumbent governor it is always very difficult because it gets to a point of like okay i have settled you probably with in the first one year, the second year, just allow me to build my own structure and my political future. So you think that uh, there may be a fight if, if Wiki, you know, decide to jump ship, you know, to the APC well, with the current uh, governor? Uh, and of course, you know that uh, 2027, you know, like they'll say that uh, is just near. Yeah. It's just near. Uh, well, well, you see, basically, it depends on the understanding of uh, the relationship between uh, Fabra and also Wiki. And how they started and his decision to even endorse him as his sole candidate mm-hmm. you know to become the governor of river state now the issue is that they say they say power corrupts absolutely yeah right so and absolutely it corrupts mm. so being a governor there are certain decisions that you would want to be assertive on mm. probably in terms of policies in terms of appointments in terms of giving certain directives so you wouldn't want someone who is coming outside the power view of governance that you are running to be directing you on certain decisions. Mm-hmm. And that was why I said that it depends on the kind of relationship that the current governor will still be holding with the former governor. Whether the former governor will be so pushy on certain issues or whether there will be an alliance of understanding. If there's an alliance of understanding between the current, current governor mm-hmm. and the former governor, then that means it's going to be a smooth sail. But if the former governor is trying to influence certain issues concerning the running of governance in River State, you know, as against the wishes or the wish of the current governor, mm-hmm. and that's where the problem always stems in. So right. it's a two-way stuff. So okay. it is either we are working together or we are at par in terms of policy formulations and decisions as far as River State is concerned. Mr. John, <coughs> excuse me, you have touched on certain points, you know, that would form the foreground of my question, but let's go back memory lane a bit. As at the time Governor Wiki became governor of River State, Rutimi Amechi was governor of that state. And we saw the tussle that ensued between these two individuals. And we saw who won. Because Wiki was minister of states for education at the time. And he could not withstand the force. Or Amechi could not withstand the force of Wiki from the federal level. And this time around, you have potentially governor, former Governor Wiki becoming minister. And you would have seen him again as governor. If perhaps there is a disagreement, do you see <laughs> seem capable of withstanding of Nelson Wiki? Because, yeah, I mean, many people have said he does not take prisoners. You would rather, you know, want to go to sleep in peace than to have a disagreement on any yeah. contest or any issue with Governor Nelson Wiki. Which was why I raised this very fundamental issue, because I knew that the discussion was going to be centered on some of these issues. Remember very well when Kwankwaso handed over to Ganduji. Ganduji was the deputy to Kwankwaso. And then in the history of Plateau State, we've had these two scenarios that the outgoing governors handed over to their deputies. There's the case of Kano and also the case of Zamfara State. That's Bakura Yerima mm-hmm. that's handed over also to his deputy. Now, the relationship got so sour between Governor Ganduje and also Kwankwaso. 
and which was why I said that you cannot undermine the power of a governor. Once upon a time, even Ganduje stopped Kwankoso, who was even a former minister of defense, from entering Kano State. True. So this, 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 this is where the political divide sets in. Because at a point, there was a divide in terms of implementation of policies and certain decisions. Because Konkoso was thinking that I installed you as my successor, being my former deputy. So I had wanted you to probably listen to me if I am telling you that do this or do that or directing you to a certain position and you aren't doing that. So it, that, to see, I mean, that, 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 that confusion gets to a certain point that there was a strained relationship between them and that affects that you know the relationship between Ganduje and also Kwankoso. So in the same vein as we're having right now, whether Wike becomes the governor, I mean a minister of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, it still boils down with an understanding between him and the current governor of River State. Because being a minister of the Federal Republic of Nigeria does not confer on you the power to govern a state outside you. You are only a nominee from a state representing your state at the federal you know, level as a minister. That does not mean that decisions, your personal decisions, will influence the decisions of governance in a state. Now, and this is a clear device that, that we need to understand at this point. Let's look at the allegation that Sim. You know, EFCC was reportedly on the trail of Sim Fubara, mm. who is now governor of River State. Mm. Don't you think it would be possible at the federal level to weaponize that against him? Uh, perhaps you would say immunity covers all of this. And then you have, again, reports that allegedly the Speaker of the River State House Assembly is Governor Wicke's man Friday and some key appointees, again, who are close allies. Do you think Sim can, you know, turn the tide of their loyalty to his side? Well, it's quite unfortunate that our constitution is becoming just like a worthless paper. Like, we have fantastic laws, you know, in our constitution that guides the operations of governance, even from the local government, even up to the national level. But unfortunately, these laws have been watered to party loyalty and also patronage. Now, you're talking about allegations against... You know, Fabra and also other political big wits in River State. Now, as at the time, or probably when Wiki in case becomes the governor of River State, because the tight, if the tight of relationship between the governor and Wiki is not flowing, and that is where you will now see that the federal government using the weight and might of its power, having one of her own been with them to weaponize based on what you said, the leadership of governance in River State. But ordinarily, that shouldn't be the case. But what we have seen over time in Nigeria, and even in the past administration, where Buhari held where as president of Nigeria, we've seen the government using the EFCC, the ICPC, and even the instrumentality of government power to checkmate certain individuals who were holding, I mean, holding offices. You know, as against, you know, the... The, 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 the decision or the writings of the constitution. So in this case, what we'll be having is that if in case Wiki decides to defect to the APC, that means he's moving to a different political platform other than the platform that he was and whether again Fabra will follow him to that platform and that's where the points will be so in case if Fabra decided not to follow him to the APC 
and that's where you begin to see the government at the national level using her instrumentality of power to which haunt the government of river state as the case may be because we've seen it happening across all the federation uh, we've, we've had once upon a time that the form, former national chairman of uh, the ABC once said very clearly that if you come to APC, your sins will be forgiven. Adam Soshimole. Adam Soshimole. And currently is a senator of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. So this is the trajectory of what we're having in Nigeria. We're running a system that... Uh, it, it, it only works when you align with certain perceived interests at the top. Whether you are doing good or not, provided you are not in tandem with the reality at the national level, they might find ways of which hunting you. All right, let's just look to at, get you off balance. Let's look at the trial of Godwin and Mifile. Is that an indication that this government is willing to fight corruption head on? And is he being witch hunted? Or you think this is just um, a case of, let's say, a fluke, a one off, something that perhaps might never get to happen? And probably because of the role he played ahead of, you know, the general election, where it was reported that he wanted to sabotage the ambition of President, now President Bola Tinubu. Well, it's very unfortunate that we're having this scenario right now. And let me be frank with you. Um, looking towards the 2023 elections, there were certain decisions that were taken by the civilian governor because the office of the central bank governor is not an individual office. You are representing or supervising the interest of the Nigerian people overseeing the affairs of the monetary policy of Nigeria. And at some point to an extent, you work in tandem with the physical policy being carried out by the central bank, I mean, by, by the Minister of Finance and also the Office of uh, the National Planning. That is how the running of the CBN can extend to. But very unfortunately, the decisions that the CBN governor took at certain levels tends to be personal decisions between him and former President Buhari. Because most of the times you always see that the CBN governor was holding personal meetings with, you know, the president. And just give them a day or two, the implementation of such decisions that he holds with the president will come to manifest. So is it fair to prosecute the man rather than holding the person who gave him instructions accountable? Well, 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 the, the unfortunate thing is that it's not holding the man that gave him the responsibility because we have a CBN Act. There are responsibilities bestowed on the former CBN governor on certain things that he should handle. If you listen to the screening of um, the ministerial nominees from the various states, the guy that came from Ondo, who was the former governor and former deputy governor of the CBN, he said very clearly that most of the times when decisions are taken, it is only the CBN governor that goes to meet the president. But it may not be the entire decision of the management of the central bank because you always you also have about six deputy governors that runs the affairs of the central bank so there are times when you sit on a conference to discuss certain issues you always have minority opinion you may have majority opinion but you also have the minority opinion so in having a minority opinion you can also prefer to ask why are you having a minority opinion 
So when you prognose into that, you get to know details of what is even happening. So most of the times, once decisions are taken, the CBN governor has a way of convincing even other deputy governors who may not be in tune with certain decisions to be taken. And the governor goes to meet the president and tell the president that, okay, this is the decision and this is how it goes. So unfortunately, the decision that was taken by the former CPN governor was not in tandem with the reality of what was happening in Nigeria. And you saw the ripple effect of what happened. A lot of people died in the process of even accessing funds to treat even their sick patients, sick relatives. A lot of people lost businesses because they were unable to access funds. You can imagine someone who, who is into manufacturing and you are looking for funds legitimately to fund your business. So a lot of people in the process lost their jobs. So in a way, the former CBN governor was wrong. And also in a way, the former president of the Federal Republic also was also wrong. Because looking at the election ahead, because a question was also asked, was it also in connection to the 2023 election because a lot of us were questioning the timing and even if you are going to regulate the nation's financial system that was not even the time for you to do it there must be a process there must be a timeline because most of the banking sectors I and mean, most of the banks their infrastructures were not even updated to handle the pressure that was coming in terms of even the mobile banking there were times a lot of people would make mobile transactions and those transactions is either it failed or they will be debited and even having the credit for their phones was even a problem. So you can see there was quite a lot of issues within the system as it were. And the main aim of that policy was to regulate, you know, or was to first solve the, the, the rising inflation and also to also regulate the issue of uh, counterfeiting. But unfortunately, did it work? It didn't work. First, on the issue of regulating inflation, I think within that period, even till date, our inflation rose to about 22.8%. And today we're having a rising inflation to about 24.78%. And even also the rising you know, in, uh, unemployment rate. So you can see it didn't solve the problem, as the case may be. And also in terms of counterfeiting, if you also look at it critically, check out the currency that was released by the CBN as a new Naira note. Just the texture of it with the former currency we're using, you could also notice the difference. Because based on the publication or the printing of the note, the paper they use in printing the currency is substandard to even the former one that was used. So if you are trying to check the issue of counterfeiting, that is not even how to do it. We have seen other clients over the world, if they try to change currency, they change it simultaneously and even the citizens may not even know the time it goes. Because in the process of trying to have all those things on board, simultaneous transaction goes in. As the old currency comes in, right, the new one goes out. So they don't release the old currency out again. Now, if you go to the banking hall to withdraw certain money, they give you the same old currency that the CBN had withdrawn within that period. So in totality, it was a total failure on the part of the federal government to have introduced the regulations as far as the issue of NERA redesign was concerned. So in a way, I can tell you in the affirmative that it was tilted toward 
truncating certain individuals you know participation in the 2020 elections to stifle them of resources but did it actually worked it didn't because i also know again that transactions were carried out mobilely even at the polling unit just show me your voting pattern. If you are voting for my political party, I'll transfer funds. So funds were being transferred to individuals, even at the polling unit. So that even helped the system. And that was a total failure. And that is what we have in Nigeria, that is policy for uh, somersault. Once you don't rethink your policies, and those policies will rebound back, just like the fuel subsidy policy that we're having right now. Kenya, for instance, they held a simultaneous protest for several days, and the government had returned back again to the fuel subsidy regime because the government of Kenya had re removed subsidy um, some few days ago, mm. and, and the ripple effects on the street now showed that the government cannot handle the process that was going on. Mm. But in Nigeria, we're just looking, suffering and smiling at the same time. So this is what we're passing through today as a country. Well, let's open the phone lines in case just tune in. We've been having a chat with Mr. John Kelly, and we're looking at uh, some national stories. Uh, you can join the conversation. Of course, we'll love to hear from you. 081 Nine-nine. Before we call, you have to turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely. Or drop your comments on Facebook at JFM Live. And on Twitter, you can also tweet at us at JFM Joss. Thank you. Let's take the first call. Hello? Hello? Okay. Uh, we can hear uh, this person. Please call back when you get a chance. 81 Seven seven or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Turn down the volume of your radio before calling. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. My name is Adi Kumar. I'm calling from Chicha and Chijonshan. Thank you for calling. Yes, I will comment your guest. You have spoken very, very well. And actually, when we look at a lot of issues, when we look at the movement or the visitation of Wiki to um, uh, Abdullah Ganduji, the chairman of APC, it's not a surprising thing during the election. It just seems like Wiki have been working for uh, APC during the um, campaign. But it's not a surprising one. If it is on the benefit of the people that Wiki is doing that, it is very, very okay. But if it is for his own personal uh, benefit, that to tell you that our democracy is in shambles. And also, commenting also on the issue of the CBN governor, you see, the problem that we are facing in our economy is created by the CBN governor. Since the introduction of this uh, 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 cashless policy, because this cashless policy has affected the people much more. But now that the United uh, uh, governor has been arrested, the allegation that has been raised on him is not a, let's say it's not a financial uh, uh, allegation. It's just now that we are part of some financial allegations. But with this kind of problem that we are facing, we are hoping that the government must do more so that the uh, civilian governor will bring out the, the, the problem that you put on Nigeria, calling on the uh, president, let the president can able to uh, bring back this issue of subsidy, this issue of subsidy, so that we can get it. And if not, there is no policy that can pay Nigerians like this subsidy. But if we can do like the way the other countries are doing, I think it's going to help 
because he removed the subsidy without knowing how it's going to affect the people. Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Sadiq. Hello, good evening. Good evening, sir. Thank you for calling. Uh, my name. Thank you for calling. We're listening. Yeah, honestly speaking, you just said something that I really appreciated. What you said. Okay. What's uh, that? If I said that you should slap Gilbert, will you do it? Just like that. Just like that. Except just like that. Ex- yeah, except yes, you're going to pay me money. If you pay me money, I'll do it. I may consider doing it. Let me explain. Okay. You see, you do the slapping. They arrest me that I ask you to slap. They will not arrest me. Mm. Now, what you are just is trying to see. If the civilian governor being Let me tell you something in Hausa. Eh? They used to say that in the Nibai Hanawa Wanti is the civilian governor. If the president is not receiving the stifle or the ethics of his law, he would have put the president at the entire line of his in the financial institution. Are you with me? Now, the president was wrong. Two was wrong. He is the scapegoat now. But the two will suffer from his task. So you have to pay. He's the scapegoat. You have to pay now for his sins. Because what you are against is now seen. I really understood it. I didn't want to call. But I really... Hello? No. Hello? No. Hello? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yes, I should now. I have to... The film is at fault. Professional, you would have rejected idea completely he had to resign now who is suffering is it worry he's the one now suffering so i dropped my case thank you thank you thank you thank you hello good evening thank you for calling good evening, thank you for calling can you hear me now yes i can hear you well listen chukuri thank you for calling yes your next caller is, is um and uh, his voice is actually breaking away from me with the network interface, but um, uh, trust me, the guy is making a very, very wonderful point. And then uh, let me take it from where he stopped. You see, uh, Buhari is not an economist, much as I know. Uh, Buhari is also not um, somebody who has gone to, uh, to school to study economy and to study much as an um, MSLA, I believe, I study. It has to do with financial management, economy, and then um, uh, what have you. And then, um, from what he was, I understand what he was saying, let me continue what he was trying to explain to you because uh, he was, just was not steady head. If um, somebody who is like a missile, who understands what the economy is, also understands what financial institution, how it's going to affect the people, especially on the issue of introduction of uh, cashless, cashless policy and then um, the new design of Naira. If if he has, if, if he was actually asked by the president, I was not there. But if the president has told him to make some certain decisions and give some certain policies, it's anti-people. That is actually going to make um, uh, 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 his profession, you know, to be questionable. Is it not right for him to have said, oh, that we are going to do this way or I resign? Now, he did not resign. He resigned all the whole like this. Over 200 and something million people, some of them are going naked in the bank. 
some people even died. Businesses collapsed. They warned him from left and center. Even the National Assembly, the National, the next Senate, they invited him. Please come and explain to us. Three different locations he did not go. Until it was placed on him to be arrested. And definitely, I will keep on saying it, insulted, but they demand they suspected every common Nigeria to the core. That man deserves to be punished. I think the EFCC is only measuring the allegation of weapon in his house. I think they have not done the diligent duty they're supposed to. I was so happy this morning when I heard that much more charges was raising against him in his office. Please, has he been able to give Nigeria and give that bit an account of the money? Nigerian taxpayers money. Nigerians are paying taxes today with like like gushing it's like taking blood out of their body. The the means of paying tax now. The same money was the same money this man used to go and tell us of creating new Nigerian notes. No and behold, this money was almost like a fake paper. And nobody's asking questions. Yeah, well wrap up your thoughts. Yes, the business of Naira was budgeted for that. Who have attempted for it? Thank you. This man is not being punished. Another person that has taken over the office of the Indian governor. And in, are you going to tell me that you're not living the worst than that because nothing is going to happen to him? Thank you. Thank and you. Should have to and then give us a candy by bit of what you Nigeria money to do. That's my take. Thank you very much. Thank you. Do have a good evening. Thanks for calling the show. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Thank you for calling. Turn down the volume of your radio, please. Hello and good evening. Good evening, sir. Good evening, our guest in the studio. My name is Comrade Mazen Patrick Okoro, Craft of Colony for Blue Holiday School in Angle Just. Thank you for calling. Well, we start talking about Central Bank, Central Bank. This is not a war machine, it's a collective business. Now, when we, people were talking about the departments were telling about speculators, speculators. What is the job of the Central Bank at the operational level? Central bank, you give money to commercial banks, so to banks, as an apex bank. Who monitors this apex bank? At the end of the day, the same uh, uh, central bank that gives money to the commercial bank, the commercial bank will direct you, a customer in the bank, to go to all these regulators to buy all these currency. At the end of the day, who collects the commission? This is a three-way business. So all this one Nigerians are talking uh, with Mayfield or no Mayfield. As long as central bank transactions with the commercial bank, they are not being monitored, they do the detail at the high frequency, all these things you are talking about. But what you should be talking about is how to bring down the rate. Because the manufacturers are suffering. Today in Nigeria, they give manufacturers in Nigeria different rates and give foreigners cheaper. If you go to people in Nigeria, they are getting their aromas. But people in Nigeria who are indigenous business, they find it difficult to get it. They go to speculators to buy. What do they do? They are doing a, two, a double proportional business, which is not favorable to them. That is why unemployment in Nigeria continues to increase because the real manufacturing is they are not doing the opportunity. Now, look at Nigeria efforts, what happened? Now, somebody got out the plane. How do they manage to bring the know that they, they, the plane is coming? Who brought that? Which ammunition did they use? Who are who? Now, the pilot landed, they killed the pilot. Now, what is the, what is the job of the drone? If the authorities are now using If a president of Putin is to go to Ukraine with all this type of thing, do you think they will succeed? They say they are pressing me that. Can Nigeria do that? I think they can't. Just forget about the population of us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
after this Gilbert will take us through uh, social media. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, Mr. Pazza. Good evening. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Surana Al-Hajibola Dagamanchok. Hello? Okay. I think we... Hello? Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. My name is Abubakar. I'm calling from Angoro. Thank you, Abubakar. We're listening to you. I would like to talk about the Indian government. Please go ahead. The only hardship that Nigerians are now facing is due to uh, the policy being brought by the civilian government during the past administration. But I would like the present government to know that it is not only a civilian governor upon that. If you could remember for fact, during that time, the cashless policy, I mean, the president then, the former president, Muhammad Ubadi, is the one who has been bashing this guy, bashing him, not knowing that he is doing more harm than good to the, to the, to the country. And again, I will also want to ask the present government to go too deep, not only the civilian governor, there are some allied forces that they work together along with the civilian governor. It's not only him. You see, there are some relatives of the past administration, especially the then Muhammad Ubuari. There are so many of his, of his relatives in the life of Muhammad uh, Daura. So they have to be uh, a place too, not only the civilian governor. Again, I would like to talk about the issue of this uh, 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 visitation of Wiki. You yeah. see, in Nigeria, these politicians, all they do, they only do something that is going to be perfect for them. I've been telling so many of my relatives that, you see, if you see anybody is saying, especially the Muslim, Muslim ticket is not favoring. So, but the politicians sat down and see that. Nothing is going to be to be to, to be well for them except that let them impose the so-called Muslim Muslim. And look at what is what what the Nigerians are going through now. So you see, in Nigeria, if only the masses come together without any religious by God, come together to know that this person is whether he is my religion or not, he is going to bring development to my country. Then let me vote for him until then. Nigeria will not succeed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Gilbert? Yeah. On Facebook, Albert Dagza says the current administration is not fighting corruption in any way because I'm yet to hear of probe from the downstream sector, from the security arm, from MDS, but rather individuals are serving punishment for the role they played that almost sabotaged the presidential ambition of the current president. Aso Ikiase says, all this is eye service. Questionable characters are still in this government. Agala Jackson says, it's time for Wiki to receive the same treatment he gave to Amechi. Fubara will like to build structures and affirm himself. He will play cool for now and later align with Amechi. Rivers people are tough. Real trouble is expected in River State, Shah. Richard Egbita says... Um, the fight against corruption by this administration is not holistic in nature and it's evidently clear that they are persecuting their political enemies. On the other hand, the only way citizens can help in fighting corruption is when the government is transparent in all its dealings. Omodan Matthew says, how can corrupt APC people fight corruption in Nigeria? See how Buhari, CBN and Dangote conspired to borrow the largest monies from CBN 
to build his refinery, and this is gross wickedness and corruption against Nigeria. APC is saying, all right. Moses Jeremiah says, we wouldn't expect a native doctor to cast out a demon. Corrupt people cannot fight corruption. Sorry to say this, but no matter how hard we advise this present government, they won't change. Thank you. Ambassador Dung Joseph says, can you help us find out the position of government on the status of the suspension of newly employed plateau youth who are currently sitting at home with little knowledge on where they stand? Thank you and God bless. Finally, Jang Dagu John says, the issue of MFLA, let justice prevail in the end. That's my take. All right. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you very much uh, to all those who contributed on the show. Uh, Mr. John Keller, go, uh, go ahead and respond. Yeah, um, um, basically, I, I was thinking we're going to touch on, um, because uh, Mazi Okorofo raised uh, fundamental issues, yeah. from the issue from the CBN and also the security matters. So yeah. It's going to take a long time to explain that, but I will just reduce it back to the issue of um, the CBN. Um, you see, the Central Bank of Nigeria is the regulatory agency that regulates other banks, and that is why they call it the banker bank, yeah, bank right? Because um, all the transactions, the financial regulations within the system, that is a function of the CBN. So in view of the numerous functions that the CBN holds, I do not think that an external factor should infer into the operations of the Central Bank of Nigeria. And that is why we are raising an issue that if the president had an issue with the central bank or wanted to come in with certain interest. The central bank governor, being a professional, you know, in economics and other financial matters, should have educated the president on the operations of the CBN, as the case may be. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. What we saw, we saw a collaboration between the CBN governor as an individual, and which was why I established in the first place that the CBN governor do not run the central bank as a private enterprise. Mm. You run the central bank in collaboration with the management of the CBN, and that is why you have the deputy directors, I mean deputy governors within the central bank, that you sit in council with them to discuss the issues of the financial spectrum of the Nigerian society. Then you now brief the president on the possible ways. And the president, on the other hand, should also have economic advisors that will also advise the president, having appraised the development or the issues being presented by the CBN government. Yeah. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and which was why I faulted the Buhari's administration in having the economic issues, and that is why we're having a fallout even in the Tinubu's administration, because as it were, it was to, um, 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 towards the twilight of the Buhari's administration that he appointed the economic advisor to handle economic issues, because even those that were handling the economic issues were governors and even the vice president. Most of them do not know nothing or little about the economy. So what do only do they will say things based on their passive understanding and also passive interest and we have intellectuals and individuals that can infer and even proffer solution and let me take you back memory lane when Ingoji Okonjo-Wela became the minister of finance she established certain you know cell groups you know, as the CBN governor to help, you know, curb, you know, the recklessness in terms of financial management. Her position was trying to see that to balance the equation between her administration as the Minister of Finance and also the operations cool, yeah. of the NNPC. Because certainly there were remittances that the NNPC was supposed to be remitting to the Treasury of the federal government. But unfortunately, that wasn't coming forth. 
because the LNPC thought that she was independent and was handling issues independently. And within that period, there were times that the NNPC was not even remitting a dime even to the account of the president, which is also in total violation of the provisions of the law, as mm. the case may be. Yeah. So the whole thing here is this. If we do not want our constitution to become a worthless paper, where you will just read like a novel and just true, we must adhere to the strict of, uh, Rule of adherence. Law. You know, to the provisions of the constitution and also have an understanding that other agencies of government that are guided by acts of the National Assembly must also respect the provisions of the constitution because it's a wholesome document that connects to the judiciary, connects to the executive, connects to the legislature. Yeah. But unfortunately, that hasn't been the case. Thanks. I just pray that in the coming days we will have a properly um, you know, a, a sound leadership that will have this understanding yeah. in saying that Nigeria can connect with all these connecting factors for the progress and growth of the country. Thank you very much, Mr. John Keller. Really interesting analysis uh, in, in a very simple and in, uh, in a way that uh, one will understand. Gilbert, your final word. Mr. Jonathan today visited Senator Oluremi Tinubu, the First Lady of our country, and she has pledged her support to the First Lady. So interest will always win. Yeah. Once again, I condole and console with Amcom sites on the loss of our dear friend Anita Matawa. Yeah, well, I would like to. Okay, uh, okay, Mr. Yeah, sorry, the, um, you know, the governor had declared operation um, cleanliness, that is um, sanitation on yeah. the plateau. I just got a text message now that there's a refuse, you know, packed behind um, LEA Primary School girl right now and um, it's affecting the health of the students or the pupils at the primary school. Yeah, so right. the relevant agency should take note of that and um, evacuate the refuse as uh, Take note. Is. Thank you very much. Yeah. I would like to wish uh, someone that I call a father, a mentor, that is uh, Honorable Daniel Kumi. Singapore. Yesterday, yeah, Singapore. Yesterday was his birthday, uh, but it truly, it, it, I, I don't know what happened <laughs> yesterday. It's keep my uh, um, mind. Yeah. You know. Happy birthday to you, sir. We pray that God will bless you in wisdom and of course for you to be more prudent because one of the values that I appreciate from uh, Honorable Kumi is his prudence and, and he's very meticulous. He's, he's pay attention to details. Uh, that's one thing, uh, one thing I admire about him. My name is Ponsak Fanap. Have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.